0: Welcome into episode eight of the Sideline Sports Show here with Ben and Tim. Tim, it's another fantastic
1: week. How are you doing, my friend? You know, man, I don't say another week, another dollar, right? Yeah, that's right. It's kind of of making my way through. It's on this Friday eve for people in podcast land. They may be listening to on Saturday. What is he talking about? But, you know, live audience here, definitely excited for Friday and the upcoming weekend. I'm going to the Braves game, Marvin. Braves and Oh, my gosh. Fantastic yeah. way to start your weekend. And then
0: on top, I'm Tim, to. I'm coming in with a fantastic smile because my Hart oh, yeah. County Bulldogs defeated Elbert in a blowout win last week, 52-21. to 21. Fantastic way wow. to start the fa- the football season for high school. So I, I, And I remember you had concerns about excited. the offense.
1: I, I remember you had concerns about the offense. But, man, 55 points? Mm-hmm. I don't know why you had concerns. I know.
0: <laughs> I was just like, what is happening right now?
1: Oh, that's so, amazing.
0: But you know we got White County tomorrow, so it's going to be a fantastic game. So uh, Burns won as well last week, so congratulations Again, I produced, to you guys.
1: that one. I mean, you know, I they just paid me to produce. I didn't yeah. go to Burns nothing, so yeah.
0: You know. So and it's oh, just and like
1: in fact there was too many highlights for me, so I had to put them all together. So I don't, honestly, uh, it could have been better. Oh <laughs> but, yeah, you know, but hey, you know, Burns did win, so you know. And it's Woo! just like this yeah.
0: guy that we're about to bring on. He doesn't like Georgia Tech but he works for Georgia Tech with 247 Sports. <laughs> Bryce Coon
2: joins us today. Bryce, how you doing, my friend? Man, I mean, listen, I, I just I, – I got the deal wearing this shirt, and you just threw me under the bus automatically. They're going <laughs> to drop me and everything now. I'm never going to get any type of gig there. No, man, it's good to, good to be with you guys tonight. A, uh, I heard you talking about some high school football. Man, I'm – Southeast, I know, you, you Tim, you're up in South Carolina, Georgia high school football. I mean, the Southeast, when it comes to high school football, man, it's, it's nothing like going to a good Friday night game and then tuning in college game day throughout on Saturday. That's right.
1: And I'm lo- definitely looking forward to those weekends where we get high school football on Friday, college football on Saturday, and then the NFL on Sunday. Mm. Man. And, then, and then finish it all
2: off with Monday night football, man. I'm looking forward to it. Unless uh, you're a Falcons fan like here. me. Unless you're a Falcons fan like me, then we're not really going to tune in on Sundays. It's okay. That is completely correct. You
1: you just tune it off in the fourth quarter. That's it.
2: Yeah, we watch the first three quarters, and then we're okay after that.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) So, Bryce, let's get
0: a little bit into this. Obviously, you work for Georgia Tech, and I'm going to ask you maybe like one or two questions, then we'll move on, Mm -hmm. uh, because obviously you're a Georgia fan. So Tech coming into this year, Jeff Collins' third year, what are you expecting out of this young group of guys this upcoming season? Is it kind of like the middle of the pack ACC? Do you expect them to be back towards the bottom? What do you expect out of them this year?
2: Well, uh, first off, you know, covering Georgia Tech for 24-7 sports kind of gives you insight. You're able to cover the recruiting, so you get to see the guys come in and how they develop. Um, over the past year, I would say, especially with this off-season that you know was the first full off-season we've had in two seasons now, I think the biggest change is going to see now, okay, they've brought some good guys in. They've had some pretty decent recruiting classes. Now the development part. So to what you're saying is how do they transition all of this hype, the marketing, the the Waffle House to-go cup, all this cool stuff that's going around the program, and for good reason. I mean, you're in the heart of Atlanta. Use the tools that are there. Uh, when you can market it, what kid wouldn't want to come play in – you know, the college football capital of the South. you got the College Football Hall of Fame there, all these, these opportunities. But you got to win at some point. And so, like to your point, they've won three games over the past two seasons. I think if there was a program, or we'll just say team, because I think the program still took a step up last year, the team suffered with COVID uh, big time. They didn't have the opportunity to develop. You had a true freshman quarterback in Jeff Sims. But I'll argue this, and I know we were talking before, Tim's a uh, Clemson Tiger There was a ton of good running backs in the ACC um, last season. I think the young man who's going to be uh, sharing carries and will eventually kind of take that lead back role with Georgia Tech and Jameer Gibbs has the opportunity to be one of the best backs in the ACC, maybe by the season's end, but definitely by the end of his career in Atlanta. This is a team that they have the pieces, skill position-wise, but they had to rebuild their offensive line. They got some big transfers in from Vanderbilt, Mississippi State um, as well. And, you know, you say – Rice, a transfer from Vanderbilt, kid's seven. Devin Cochran's his name. I and mean, that's, that's, a, that's a big man. So I'm, I don't mean he's a big-time player. We'll see. I mean, literally, figuratively, he is a big-time transfer. So we'll see how it goes. I mean, I think for covering it standpoint, and I told you I didn't grow up a Georgia Tech fan, but you want to cover a good product on the field. So we want to see how can they transition. They have this hype. They have these cool recruiting classes. Now we need to see on-field results. But uh, the schedule for Georgia Tech, I don't know if you guys looked at it. It is uh, quite brutal quite brutal this year so uh it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate their way through that
0: i mean you just look i mean you got northern illinois kennesaw state but then after that you get to go to tiger town up there in clemson south carolina and then the week after that Hmm. you got the north carolina tar heels in mercedes-benz that's a rough first month (sighs) Right there, just for the Yellow Jackets, yeah, and
1: we all know what happened last, you know, last oh, year gosh. when, when Georgia Tech and Clemson played. So,
0: yeah, Tim always brings I, us
2: up. I, well, well, no, and, and this is the thing. So I was, I was there. I you know, we're, we're there, um, in in a different capacity because we weren't all allowed to be in the in the press box. They limited. Right. So we have a couple guys on our twenty four seven sports staff that, that were there. So I was, I was in the stands, and I'm telling you, we were talking about high school football. That was the equivalent of a Buford let's go that, or Grayson in Georgia playing uh, the 1A private school that I went to in high school down in Columbus, Georgia. I mean, that's what the – it was bad. And and like you said, Tim, I think those games – Georgia Tech shouldn't be expected to win that game this year, but you've got to be competitive at least. I mean, Paul Johnson was competitive against these other guys, but it's a complete rehaul culture change. But like I said, I don't expect for them to upset Clemson. Uh, we need to at least not – I mean, I say we. They don't need to – they at least do not need to get beat by – I mean that was that was over before the second quarter. Yeah,
1: you can't afford to have Cle- one of Clemson's punters outpass one of your quarterbacks.
2: Oh like, gosh, you, you, yeah. you can't afford that
1: to happen. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely,
2: mm-hmm. no. It's that 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 kind of loss can't happen. But like you said, Ben, I mean the schedule not favorable. You talked about the opening month. How about the last part of the schedule? You got Notre Dame and then Georgia. Yeah. I mean that's that's you go to South Bend and then Georgia comes mm-hmm. to Atlanta, which is essentially like a second Athens because Georgia travels so well. Um, it's, it's tough, but I'll say what's going to make the difference for them is some of those games that they, they lost five games last year. I think it was by a combined like 15 points They could have gone really either way. Now I'm not talking about the big four, big five. We were just talking about, let's chalk those up as losses and let's say their ceiling is an eight win team. And that's best case scenario. Um, I think that you, you flip a couple of those. I don't think, I think six and six could be in the realm. it, It could be, they would have to play above themselves. But, I mean, four, at least five wins for me. you got to get to at least five this year.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. So, let's go ahead. Obviously, you're a dogs fan, and Tim's a mm-hmm. Tiger fan. So, let, let's go ahead. Give us your ideal of what do you think that game's going to look like. Is it going to be competitive, or is it going to be another excuse because George is out with so many injuries? <laughs> oh, oh I no. Oh, I don't know. I
2: <laughs> no, and, and this is serious. So, you know, wow. I've told you guys before um, – you know, I grew up a Dogs fan. I, there's always going to be a part of me that wants to see Georgia, you know, put up the National Championship trophy. Now, this is a whole other question for another podcast. I, ben, I'm with you. I, I would trade three straight losing seasons, maybe five straight for Georgia to see the Atlanta Braves put up a World Series championship Amen trophy. to that. That's all I'm going to say. So, I can get behind that. We can all get behind that. Um, so, anyways, but speaking with Georgia, I mean, look, I don't think that there is another non-conference game that you uh, would rather watch. Really, throughout the whole schedule. And, and I'm saying there are some big-time non-conference games this year. Uh, but between Clemson and Georgia, and we just talked about how well Georgia travels, I don't know how they split the tickets, but I imagine it to be 50-50 at least. I mean, Clemson travels well. I know that Georgia is going to try to go up there. And also, from a sense, guys, it's going to be the first game. The national championship was kind of like this. And even the Super Bowl, when you go to the NFL, this is going to be the first game high-profile with a packed-out stadium that we've seen in two years uh, yeah. since the 2019 National Championship game. So I just – I really believe that this has all the makings of an instant classic. But I said this on my own podcast the other day. I don't think Georgia's season ends in Charlotte, even I if agree. they lose or if they win. They, they This is – and it's not – we're not giving an excuse. But – and Tim, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Georgia still has plenty of opportunities to make the playoff most notably the SEC championship game. They can go 11 and 1. Clemson too. I don't I don't think that they should be penalized. You know, there's going to be a ton of conversation if Clemson goes 11 and 1, let's say they win the ACC title. That means they still had to beat what many believe is a up and coming top 10 program in North Carolina. That's a quality win. That's better than some wins we've seen from some programs that have snuck their way into the top 4. So I think this is a great game. And what makes it better is that you could potentially, knock on wood, see both of these teams in a playoff atmosphere. You know, four or five months down the road.
1: Yeah, and I definitely agree with that. And only thing that really probably needs to happen for one of these teams is you can't get blown out. Yes. No eleven to one. But as long as you don't get blown out, say you lose by ten points or less, that is something that you can afford, and the loser that is is okay. And. especially Georgia, with with the way that their schedule is in the SEC, they mm-hmm. definitely would have the wins there to get back into it. Clemson, it would be a little bit more of a challenging time just because the ACC. There are some up-and-coming teams. Uh, I like the way – especially some teams in the Atlantic, like Wake Forest is always somewhat decent. They're always – they're building under Dave Clawson. NC State, they're getting their quarterback back that they lost to a broken leg last year. They could be very dangerous. Um and Louisville with, with uh, Coach Satterfield for, that came mm-hmm. from App State a couple of years ago. I like what he's doing in Louisville. So there's some up and coming teams there, but it, I don't think it, they're quite to the level that where uh, anywhere close to Clemson. So if yeah. Clemson were to lose losing those games, it it would definitely be troubling. Like even after they lost to Georgia, but I, I, and in terms of schedule wise and strength of schedule, it would definitely be. Wouldn't say easier, but it'd be more favorable towards Georgia to lose, just because mm-hmm. they have the games in which that they can make up.
2: They do. I mean, they have a mid, you know, mid-season date with Florida, who many feel like can be a t- at least a top twenty program. And they've got some. They play Alabama and LSU before that. Um, who knows what's going to happen with that? I don't see the Crimson yeah. Tide losing, uh, if maybe at all this season. We'll have to see how that plays out. But um, I think that the biggest thing, like you pointed out, it doesn't hurt either program. But man, for 14, 21, 20, for the first four weeks of the season, man, whoever wins that is going to be vaulted in that number one state. I mean, they're going to be the number one team in the country until that first playoff ranking comes out. I think that's just how good of a game this is. And to your point, you talk about a blowout. I, I see this as, you know, Georgia's got to the, the talk about Georgia's front seven is probably one of the best in the country. I mean, I think you're going to have two of the – I think you're going to have the top two defenses, preseason at least, playing on the field in Charlotte. Right. Clemson's defensive line is no joke. They are unreal. They, all they did was get a year older. Um, so that's, that's really yeah. big. And to me, Tim, you can correct me on this. When Clemson won those na- the national championship and was in the playoff every single year, starting when we started the playoff. Yeah, they had great quarterbacks. They had Deshaun Watson, they had Trevor Lawrence, Kelly Bryant got them there, but the defensive line those years was nasty, straight and nasty. And so it helps, Rangers, you yeah. you, it helps when you have that, you, it helps you when you have that. I mean, um Falcons fans I mean we remember Vic Beasley I mean they when when they had when they had these guys in in play they were nasty so they did building up to that and I think if they had played this game last year I don't know you'd had a lot of young guys on the defensive front but they got to mature last season into this year and it just has the makings of Georgia's offensive line against that defensive front and then flip-flop we know it's it's common we always say it's battles one of the trenches but this one for me there's we all know the talent each team has outside You know, and 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 Ben, you said the injuries. Uh, The two things I would say to that is obviously uh, Darnell Washington and you know Eric Gilbert. That situation, you just hope that man works it out and he can, you know, somebody because he has a god given talent that's just unbelievable. Um, I would. The only thing I would argue for the the Darnell Washington situation is he wasn't going to be the focal point of Georgia's offense anyways. Like I mean, he would have been a big piece. Now they have two guys behind him, John Fitzpatrick, that is serviceable. Um, he's a solid blocking can go, can, you know, go for, go for a couple of routes. Brock Bowers, a freshman, but you know, Georgia's going to run the ball. Uh, that's no, no secret. They return their five leading rushers and they have some established weapons on the outside that they're going to be healthy and playing. But to you guys point, this is to me, this is the game of the season already. We're going to see it week one. Yeah. And
0: I I would like to get your thoughts on this because uh, we're breaking down the um, college football playoff towards the end of the show. Mm. And one of the things I said, and I haven't told Tim this yet either, but I think this is going to be one of those key focal games that kind of depends on how these teams play out through the rest of the year, because it's going to be crucial. Now you Mm. already have that one loss and you may not be able to lose that conference championship, whether it be for Clemson, UNC, or for Georgia, probably Alabama. You know, so looking at that college football playoff, who's that four for you that you see getting in, or it may be close, or that team that you could
2: think that could sneak in that no one thought they would? Yeah, I mean, I think that when you look at the SEC, you're saying, okay, the de facto SEC champion is going to get in. Yeah, um, I would pencil Clemson in there. I mean, like Tim said, unless they lose two, uh, to me they're in. If they go undefeated, they go one loss. They're in. So if you start with those two, um, to me, you know, Ohio State has an interesting quarterback situation. Uh, you know, they they've named their starter. To me, they've got to be the favorite. I'm in the camp, guys, of you're the favorite until proven otherwise. So if you if you if you have the track, a lot of people don't like to look behind, and I get that. But until something happens, maybe it's week week three, week four, we see somebody stumble. But I think a team that people, you know, have to keep their eye on is and is t- honestly two out of the Big 12. Um, Oklahoma, to me, their defense is going to be much improved, much improved. And I think if, you know, we, everyone thinks of Oklahoma as they can throw all over everybody, they can run the ball pretty well, but they can't stop anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think over – it's kind of going under the radar because they only played Big 12 games last year. But I think that we're going to see their defense be much improved and then my sleeper team, it's it's not even. I mean, it's kind of popular at this point. I like Iowa State. Iowa State to me, if they could pull off an upset of Oklahoma, now you'd have to beat them twice. That'd be the that would be the thinking, and that's a very hard thing to do. Um, I think everybody agree we don't like Auburn fans. So yeah, that Auburn had tried to do that against Georgia a couple years ago, didn't work out for them. Um, hmm. So, but but they would agree with that. It's hard to beat a team twice in a season. But right. Iowa, if I'm correct, they tur- returned almost. I think it was 17 to 19 of their returning of their starters from last season. They have a you know Heisman candidate running back. They have a returning veteran quarterback. Quarterback plays so important for a championship team. And then they've got a solid defense. I wouldn't say. Now I'm not saying they're going to go in there and beat an Alabama, but I think that they're more than capable of beating Oklahoma. Could they do it twice? That'd be a big question. But for me, Oklahoma is going to be much improved. And if you had to give me a fourth team as a sleeper. It's Iowa State, and then I would throw in a third. I, I know I'm I'm going off track here. North Carolina. I mean, it's their trendy pick. Mm-hmm. They'd have to overcome Clemson, but uh, everything for that program is trending up to me. I, I really like where they're headed as a program. Mack Brown. Many thought that that was kind of a questionable hire. Round two with Mack Brown. Really, they're going to do this, and all they've done is haul in top recruits. They just got the top one of the top. I think it was the top defensive lineman or top right. guy from from right. about a week ago. I mean, they. There's there's some steam game in there. So, I would say you've went sleepers. I'd go North Carolina, Iowa State. Those are two teams that are going to be fun to watch throughout the season. If I'm correct, that five-star defensive tackle was the first
0: five-star that they've had since I think Mac Brown was the coach
2: the and last it time at been. his UNC. And, and it might have been Julius Peppers that he hauled exactly. in. I, I think so. So, that's pretty good company when you're talking yeah. about a guy that was an you know, NFL-level right guy. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's – it's it's going to be interesting to watch those two teams. Obviously, Tim, they're going to have to, you know, knock off Clemson, which is no easy task. But to me, if years a year to knock off Clemson, it's going to be, and I'm not even trying. It, it's going to be in DJ's first year as a starter right. because he's only going to get better. So if you're and going to beat him, you're going to beat him right now.
0: Yeah, and you got Sam Howell, who's a veteran quarterback under center for the Tar Heels. So if anybody wants it. to, yeah, yeah, if anybody wants to get it done. It's it's Sam Howell, 100 sure. Uh, Hunter Miller Miller asked a question for you, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Who okay. who's your Heisman favorite going into the season? Um, uh, just to, just going in, not saying at the end, but who who's your guy to begin the year with?
2: You know, I think it's it's got to be the guy we were just talking about, Sam Howell. Um yeah. he's trended up ever since his freshman season. I think he's going to be in the conversation to be the top quarterback taken in the draft. Not because he's at the same level Trevor Lawrence was this past year, just because I don't think this quarterback class is as top-heavy. It's a solid one, but I don't know if it's as top-heavy. I'd have, I'd have to go with Sam Howell. Um, and then Spencer Rattler, too, man. I mean, he is such a wild card. He is one of those guys where I think if he switches from kind of his thought process, and that's the only thing for me. He has the God-given talent to go out there and be the best player on the field. But when you talk about a guy who made some questionable decisions that lost him some ball games. He's he can also be that. So it's this Jekyll and Hyde with him. If he turns it on, he's going to be one of the top players, if not the Heisman front runner and the, and the winner, in my opinion. But between it's right now, it's between Howell uh, and Rattler. But as we know, week three, we can have a whole new candidate. That's what happened with Joe Burrow back in 2019. So I, yeah. I, it, could, it could be thrown out. Those are my two preseason guys.
1: Yeah, definitely. And for, for me, I'm I, as much as I'd love to say DJ and I, I think he could do it. You definitely got to look at guys like JT Daniels. You got to definitely mm-hmm. got to look at guys like Spencer Rattler, Sam Howell, as you mentioned, uh Brock Purdy for Iowa State. These are some yeah. very good candidates, definitely some good quarterback guys going in. Um I want to get your take, though, real quick on the alliance, because it was announced that the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 were going to announce an alliance, and it was like, oh, this is going to be a big deal, and they come out, and it's like, okay, so nothing's been signed. It's just a verbal agreement. Mm -hmm. Who does that nowadays in 2021? I've never heard of that in modern times. What are your takes on this alliance? Is is it anything of significance? Is it important? Because it's definitely not going to be for for football scheduling, because I believe teams like Clemson, I think are scheduled throughout, like, 2034 mm-hmm. or something ridiculous like that. So, I mean, it, what is your take on that, and it, it, is it something of significance?
2: Well, I tweeted probably about three hours after it was announced. I said, so what is this? I mean, <laughs> right. what, yeah. what is this? I mean, I, you know, to me this was a knee-jerk reaction um, to what the SEC did. And to me the SEC and Greg Sankey are just sitting over there like, really? Like you said, Tim, nothing signed. It's like this handshake ag- handshake agreement between three commissioners and then forty one athletic directors and presidents from the different programs. But like you said, there's no scheduling. It's like, hey, we're all going to come together and decide how to make the playoff better. Okay, sounds good. I mean, like, I don't. I mean, you know, there's articles being written about it, but there's no substance to anything. It's just this thing that happened. And I would argue too, and I haven't, I haven't actually said this to anybody. This, is, this was something that's really crazy. I was sitting at ACC Media Days back in July, and Greg Sankey, as we know, is on the college football playoff committee. He's walking around, talking, shaking hands, talking to the ACC new commissioner and everything. And an hour later, the news drops about Texas, Oklahoma. And I'm sitting there thinking, this guy knew exactly what was going on the whole time. And he's sitting here shaking people's hands while these people are figuring out for the first time. So to me, it was more of a knee-jerk reaction to what the SEC did. Um... I don't love the aspect of, let's just say, I, I'm, I'm old school. I like to see the, the regionality of college football. It's what makes it special, and what makes you know people hate your rivals and stuff like that. Um, but and unless you're me and somebody else pays you, and I just have no allegiances to anything, as we figured out on tonight's show. Um, but I just I think that this alliance is a whole it's just this big fluff and there's no real substance now for baseball and your Olympic sports and your other, your secondary sports, this could prove to be something very beneficial. Um, but a lot of these programs didn't take those sports so seriously. And as we know, guys, football in men's basketball, at some programs really is the big money driver. So it really comes down to that. And um, as much as we want to, you know, hope and love the tradition of college football, it's going to be money, money, money first in today's society. And I, and I hate that, but To answer your question, uh, to come all the way back to it, to me it's just a whole lot of fluff. I don't really know what this means for the future of college football. and If it would have been, we're going to make a 41-team conference, then okay, that's huge. (laughs) That's something big. But like you said, scheduling is the biggest thing, and that really wasn't addressed in this.
0: Yeah, and my question to you is I I was talking with somebody yesterday, and they were mentioning, does this affect some of the smaller schools like Georgia Tech playing Kennesaw State or Mm -hmm. Northern Illinois some of these smaller schools in the Division One that are playing in the FBS level that, you know, now down the road, they may not be able to schedule a Clemson or they may not be able to schedule a Georgia Tech because now they got to go out and schedule a Big Ten school, a Pac-12 mm-hmm. school to play
2: non-conference games. How, how does that maybe affect some of these smaller schools? Well, and I think your biggest thing to that, I mean, when you think of, especially in the Southeast, um, for Clemson, to me it's Furman. You know, Furman's just down the road in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, for maybe a Georgia, it's Georgia State or Georgia Southern. Or even if you want to go FCS level, it's a Mercer, Kennesaw State, something like that. Those games are very, very important for the development of those college football programs. And I've talked to athletic directors at certain FCS schools in the state of Georgia, and they said last year hurt them big time. They didn't get those games. Uh, they're going to come back this year. If that change has been – we're going to see the gap between FCS and FBS in my opinion widen. To oftentimes it's not necessarily physical skill set. There might be a small, you know, gap, but sometimes it's just maybe this guy's a little bit shorter or this guy is not as big as we wanted him to be or maybe he's just just a tad bit slower. It's not this massive gap between talent. But when you put all 120 scholarship players, I guess I, that, that's when it makes a difference. I think it hurts those games and like you said you'd have to, you'd have to say Let's, let's take a Kennesaw State. They play Georgia Tech this year. Like you said, they may have to go schedule, I don't know, um, Maryland next season to, you know, or something like that to be able to play if that is locked out. And I hate that for the smaller guys. You know, We were talking before uh, with some – y'all have some ties to North Greenville, Valdosta State. So we've been around kind of the small-time college football. And then when you get to FCS, those programs depend a lot on that. That's how they – this is two. And I'll, I'll even say this. I was talking with Mercer's assistant athletic director. They were slated to play. They played North Carolina two years ago. They were slated to play. They're slated to play Alabama this year. They missed out on a game last year. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Auburn. Um, they were supposed to go and play. The money from that not does not just fund their football program. That's their athletic budget. It's not just to put money in the football program. That's baseball, softball, basketball, women's, men's lacrosse. So when you take that away, it really hurts. And so. I, I don't know. I mean, I'd hate to see these FCS programs suffer like that because it's good quality football. And a lot of guys, you know, have made the jump to the NFL out of these programs. It's not like it's, you know, you know, your beer league football that you're going to go play at the local little league field. I mean, these are guys that are on scholarship and playing for real. So I would hate to see that. And it would be interesting to see what they did going forward if they were kind of blocked out of that regional scheduling.
0: Well, that's awesome. Bryce, we we First off, we appreciate you joining us today. But Tim had a question. He's not going to ask it, but I'm going to ask it for you. He asked last week. I don't know if you saw this or not. Okay. Have you ever been coon hunting?
2: All right. Oh <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say this. I, I <laughs> had to you give tweet- a hint. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to say this. I was very surprised that you all worded the tweet like that um, because, <laughs> yeah, so uh. I have been in the we'll just say in the animal sense for anyone that may get you know a little worried about the use of my last name um but i do appreciate you guys using it and uh it's listen it's all in good fun i mean i know people you know we that's a whole nother podcast topic for a whole nother genre of podcast um right. but right. but indeed no uh i have been and uh it's something that has been interesting uh to navigate the sports broadcasting and journalism world with that last name in today's society so it's okay um, it's, it's going to be something that, uh, will definitely raise some eyebrows, but, uh, yes, I have been coon hunting before. Look, growing up in, growing up in, uh, Georgia, I mean, it's almost a birthright to go hunting and, um, my dad, you know, he's, he's the CFO for a hunting entity. So it's, uh, it's, you know, something, something that is, uh, I have quite the amount of real tree from when I was a baby to now. So yes, to answer your question.
0: Yeah, and so final question: what What's coming up on the Crowded Booth podcast that
2: people need to listen out for? Yeah, good, good switch there. I didn't know if you were going to go yeah, further into yeah, my yeah, my namesake yeah. or anything like that. <laughs> um, no, but uh, no, of course, uh, the Crowded Booth podcast. Man, we are uh, we're releasing a previews kind of. We got a Florida one coming. We got Auburn coming, Alabama, kind of covering some of the big cool schools in the Southeast. And then obviously on Monday we're going to kick off uh, our college football coverage. Full time. It's going to be just daily. It's going to be a ton of fun. We as we get ready for week one, I don't know about you guys. Week zero actually has some better scheduled games than it usually does, so I'll definitely yeah. tune in. Um, but yeah, crowd of booth. We're releasing that Mondays, Wednesdays. We're live and then podcast every other day after that. So it's a ton of fun, just like you guys on Facebook, Insta, or Twitter and YouTube, and uh, having a fun time with that. And then obviously Georgia Tech kicks off, and it's going to be busy. But I mean, we're all excited to. Get back in the flow. I know you guys, and, and to see full crowds, the, the sights and smells of college football. I mean, we're all here in the South. You remember what it smelled like to go through the tailgate? I mean, we didn't get that last year. So we get yeah. that this year, and I'm excited.
1: Yeah, definitely. And I can't believe I found someone else that agrees with me. Hunter talk, talking about how I was going to win the Big Ten. I don't know if you saw it, but, but my graphic, I actually picked. Iowa to upset Ohio State Love in it. the Big Ten title game. So I'm, I'm glad I found somebody to, that agrees with me. I do hope you so. Think there is, yeah, do you think there is a possibility that that happens? I'm just saying, you know. Listen, Iowa,
2: pro, Iowa produces some of the best offensive linemen we've ever seen. Um, and I think that they have the skill players, but they're underrated. Because we just don't talk about them. I mean, when you mm-hmm. go to the draft boards, it's the occasional receiver, DB, linebacker. But it's mostly offensive linemen that you see, so they have a good roster. Uh, they have a good coaching staff, and they have a very good atmosphere. And I don't know if that Ohio State game is—I uh, don't know where that is. If that—if that is at Iowa, I then I'm I'm all for it because you know they're going to black out. You know they're going to have one of the best traditions in the waving. I'm—I'll say it. Yeah, let's go Iowa over Ohio State. I don't know what the point spread on is that. I'm not too much of a gambling person because I'm really be really bad at it. So. Uh, but, Yeah, no, they, I, I like that. It's a trendy pick, and I like that.
0: They actually yeah, don't yeah. even play each other during the regular season, so yeah, it, oh,
2: so it would be it, just the Big Ten,
0: yeah. yeah, the Big
2: Ten title game, yeah. If Northwestern I mean, almost. can almost do it, Iowa can,
1: <laughs> right? See, see, so you're saying there's a chance. There's, I'm there's saying there's a
2: chance. A chance. there's a chance. You guys got to throw up the, yeah, you got to throw up the, so you're saying there's a chance. The little yeah. meme that's good stuff, oh, yeah, no, appreciate I appreciate it, guys. That no, that's I like Iowa, I mean. I like what they have, and they're a physical football team. And with Ohio State breaking in a new quarterback, I mean, it's it's going to be something to watch. Absolutely, Bryce. We do appreciate
0: you joining us today. We really appreciate it. Shout out to the Section One Hundred Three shirt. By yes, the way.
2: yeah. Yes, Look, sir. I'm not. I just, I mean, if you just took this off, I'm pointing the wrong thing right here. That's just a cool shirt. Yeah, exactly. And then you add that on there? It's cool too. I like that too. But no, yeah, man, they're they're a great brand, and they're actually going to be adding some schools. He's a Georgia Tech alum. Uh, and so they're going to be adding some new schools. And so, they hey, they may get the dogs. They may get some Clemson stuff as well. But it's a, it's a cool brand, and it's affordable, and they got a good sale going on right now. So go check them out, section103.com.
1: Absolutely. Definitely, definitely. If it says welcome to Tigertown, I'm buying one. That's I love, one.
2: love it. Love it. Love it.
0: <laughs> Bryce, thank you for joining us, man. We really appreciate it. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, You're we'll fine. have more on the Sideline Sports Show.
1: Hey guys, it's Tim from the Sideline Sports Show here to tell you about our all our social media platforms and where you can reach us. You can find our page on Instagram and Facebook. It's the exact same thing. All one word, Sideline Sports Show. That's S-I-D-E-L-I-N-E Sports Show. Make sure you guys go follow that. Be a part of the community today and keep up with when we go live, post, and certain audios, and make sure you guys get connected with the community as well. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Again, Sideline Sports Show, all one word. We'll see you there.
0: Welcome back into the Sideline Sports Show. Man, Bryce Coon, thank you so much for joining us. Absolute pleasure. He just texted me. He was like, man, if y'all ever need anything again, just let yeah. me come to join the show again. I'd love to do it again. So we appreciate Yeah, it. yeah absolutely. Absolutely. Tim, let's go ahead. Um, real quick, Hunter Miller asked uh, this.
1: Uh, Hunter, this question might take two years to answer. <laughs>
0: Why could the Braves not
1: beat the Yankees in short term? No, no, no. Do do not leave out the ugly part. (laughs) The the daggum Yankees. Yeah, I'm not going to say the other one on the stream. Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know, man. Monday, Dansby being countered an early Yankees run with a homer, but the offense really couldn't get much after that. Uh, again, starting pitching, pitch well. Uh, you know, pitch well. Uh, I believe it was Charlie Morton, correct? The pitch Tuesday. Yeah, Charlie he, Morton. Yeah. He, he he didn't have his best stuff, but he navigated the lamp fine. Um Yeah, and for Freeman lined or flew out on the warning track in the game with the bases loaded on a three two count. Yeah. But you know, I I he I was know. safe. He was safe. He was. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. Can safe. we talk about replay system for a little bit? The Braves have gotten <laughs> uh, screwed. I'm gonna say it. They've gotten screwed twice. Album, album of the Phillies. Yeah, he has yet to touch home plate, by the way. He, I, I never touched it. And yet, That's he, all I somehow, hear. Somehow called safe. And then Freddie touches the plate. And he looks like, God. honestly, to every brace fan. And there were some Yankees fans that were even commenting on a post afterwards saying, he was, he was safe. He, he was safe. I don't know what else we need to. I mean, we get to the point now where replay system, the people, I, I've seen this and I thought this is a great idea. Uh, it, the person in the booth does not need to know the. uh Yeah, sorry, I got distracted. Here you go. Here you go. Bryce, Bryce says oh. it. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that is exactly what we, we, were, we were saying. That the person in the re in the replay system uh, up in New York or wherever they do it does not does not need to know the call on the field. It's simple. Do not let them know the call fit because these umpires because it's other umpires who are working on a rotation, I believe. It's just—it's absolutely ridiculous. These guys kind of want to stick with the call, even if it's remotely close. And it's like, it's like, but that shouldn't have been close. That—that that was a yeah. play that you could see. Everybody sees that he was safe. Why in the world are, are we still acting like this? I mean, we need to take the pride of these these umpires out of the equation somehow, some way. MLB—it's up—it's—it's up, it's your job to figure out how that is because it keeps happening to the Braves. It's happened twice now, where the Braves have gotten screwed on replay. The yeah. break, this needs to be fixed. I'm And, again, we'd have been tied. We'd have been going to extra innings. But, you know, it is what it is, and let's just hope they can fix it and it doesn't happen again. Cody even says
0: it too. I, I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. I-, yeah. I 100% agree. And, I mean, Hunter said the exact same thing. He was blocking. So, I mean, uh, but to your point, it- it's kind of getting useless to even use it at this point. Like, if you're not going to make the right call, why even use it in the first place? And that's why everybody's really upset right now is because what's the point of even trying to use the replay system if it's not even going to be effective and do the right thing? And, you know, that's why a lot of people get mad at college football. It's like it takes so long to go through the replay. If it took you 10 minutes to go through the replay and you made the right call at the end of the day, I wouldn't be mad. But But, at the end of the day, they're always making the wrong call.
1: No matter what happens, always, but it does feel like every time that they go to the Braves, it feels like the Braves are getting chaffed. It yeah. feels like the Braves are. It just goes against the Braves. Yeah, and it's annoying, and it's and it's not just the Braves. It's happening all over Major League Baseball. But I, I don't know, man. It's just it feels like that th- it's broken. It, you know, it's a good idea, and it's it's almost to a certain extent. It's like, do I do we want instant replay in there? It's like, and if, I've heard people ask that question. Good question. And to me. It's like yes, we have the capability of getting the call right, but we haven't. If we keep getting calls wrong when we have clear and obvious evidence that he's safe or he's out or it was a catch or whatever you want to use it for, and we still call it, leave it as call on the field when we know the call on the field is wrong. That's what frustrated people about the replay system for football years ago. It's a, it's just it, it's mind numbing and it's just it needs to be fixed. And there's. I don't know and I'm tired of the Brazier teams that, that we were for and just, just about anybody really because it takes one back on and it's just like you know what it's just fury because you can see it with our uh, at home. We look at a plate and we're like, okay, he's safe. Clearly, everybody at home's looking, he's safe, right? Right? And but then oh nope, he's out. Why? And there's and this is what and I love what hockey's done with I can't believe I'm bringing hockey in this. But for the longest time, the officials didn't have mics and everything, and you're just like, well, I don't know what they saw. They gave them mics to where, like, you know, them and the NFL, I think they started doing an NBA. I'm not quite sure on that, but they were actually able to give the referees mics and explain why they had – that, why the call was overturned or stood. Baseball needs to add something like that. Just by safe out. It's not good enough anymore. It's it's especially like a close play like that. You need to be able to explain what you saw – what you heard, what what they told you, you you have to be able to answer for your call, even especially when it's clearly, clearly safe or clearly out. And all you had to do was just take one look at that camera angle that that from the Bryce broadcast, and you saw Freddie was safe. That's all yeah. you got to do. And and it's it, the fact that it keeps happening. It's it's a little annoying. Can you tell?
0: Yeah, I I can tell just a little bit, just a little bit. But
1: I, I do I. I don't
0: know. I, I and tell me your thoughts on this. And we weren't even going in this route today, but it's kind of cool. Rather, Cody says he'd rather had been called out and had no replay than the replay be wrong and screw the team over. I don't know. I, I think honestly, I would be more mad if they didn't review it and then they were like, "Oh, it's not even worth the review." When it was close enough for me to go, okay, he's obviously safe. And I mean, yes, either way, like I'd rather you review it, but. I I just don't know,
1: but I do agree with you. I do, but I do kind of agree with Cody there just because of the fact is you can look at it and you're like, okay, yeah, they have a chance to fix it. Right. And and they still don't fix it. It's like, why? At least, at least you'll get the entertainment of say a Bobby Cox or a Brian (laughs) Snicker going out there and just raging and throwing like this and just yelling in the guy's face, you know, like what we got, got with Bobby Cox, you know, you're, you're entertained. You're it's, 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 Get to see guys get animated on the field. You know this now. You just get animated, and it's like, well, you can't really. It's like I'm mad, but I can't get mad at you because you made the call on the field that you saw. I'm mad at the replay guy, but you know, hey, you're here. He's in New York. I'm in Atlanta. I got to yell at you, and even yeah. though, and, and apparently you you can't argue the um, replay system, where you get automatic ejection. I I don't know. I'm kind of with Cody there. It's just I'd rather see the entertainment value. Than uh, of someone getting ejected and, and, and arguing a call in the field, I don't know. Then then the ha- this we have replay of, of a play and everybody knows what the correct call is and they don't call it that way. That's yeah. my numbing and frustrating.
0: Uh, and you were correct earlier. The NBA did start doing that last season, especially during the playoffs. When I watched the Hawks, they did mention why the foul was the foul that they called. Um, whether it was flagrant or not, they would always explain every time they went to the video replay that they had to explain why that foul was called. And so that's what the the NBA has been doing. But this is how I want to end this segment, Tim, and then we'll go into our college football playoff predictions. Hunter says, trust me, the World Series will still be the Braves and the Rays. I'm a Braves fan, as you can tell. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm a Braves fan. Trust me, but yeah, he's, got, he's got a Braves jersey yeah, on, yeah. a red one and a uh, Atlanta I, hat, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I, I just don't see it. I don't,
1: Hunter. I, I. All I can say is, you know, Rays possibly, yeah, absolutely. But for the Braves, I want to know what you're smoking. To be honest with you, I, I, because I, I want some of it. Because I want, I'd love nothing more than the Braves to make the World Series. I mean, absolutely. But, man, have you seen the Giants? Have you seen the, the, the Dodgers? I mean, those two teams, the Giants, what, 82 and 44 or something like that? These guys are absolutely nuts. These guys out west are, are absolutely ridiculous. I, I, the Giants just kind of came out of nowhere this year. Um, and the Dodgers, we know that they're loaded with talent. I mean, I don't know. If, if the Braves don't have home field advantage in that pl- those playoffs – because uh, the Braves never do good in L.A. They just don't. That, that's not a place in which the Braves play well. They, they don't. Uh, San Francisco, I mean, maybe that uh, we'll find out this weekend. I'm actually going to the game tomorrow night. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. It's going to be a good matchup. Kevin Gosman, the former Brave, going up against Max Fried. So it should be an interesting three-game series. You know, the Braves had that nine-game winning streak just last week. That was snapped by the Yankees. But it, it's interesting because th- those three teams, Nationals uh, – Nationals, Marlins, that's right, Marlins, and the, the Orioles, you know, all really bad, all under 500, either second to last or last in their division. So, uh, yeah, Cody, I see, I don't have the ability to put it on the screen right now. I don't, uh, there we go. We got Ben back. There we yeah. Go.
0: <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but um, yeah. here we go. Here, here you go. Uh, no, no one gave the Braves a chance to beat the Dodgers and they were 15 outs away from it. And I, and it's a hundred percent true. It is. And I, and it's unfortunate. Like every Atlanta sports team, the choke um, you just
1: knew when it was three, one, it's like, okay. Yeah. It's, it, I can just uh, no, feel I until can't. they win that fourth game, I, yeah. I don't believe they're going to do it. And exactly. sure enough, they lose three straight, just like an Atlanta team. And it's like, look, if it, it's fine, Ben, I'm going to probably insult you here. It's, it's like, okay. Look, if, it, for me, if it happens to Georgia Tech, sorry, Bryce, uh, fine. If it happens to the Hawks, fine. If it happens to the Falcons, yes. <laughs> okay. I love it's normal. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm a Panthers fan. I, I can't stand the Falcons. I'm just being honest with you. But it, the Braves, oh, it it rips my heart out every single time. But you know what? Got to live with it.
0: Yeah. All right. So. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will finally end our series and have our college football playoff the champion. Ball? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Here at Peach State Studios and Media, we want to help serve you and your business. Hi, I'm Benjamin London from Peach State Studios and Media in Hartwell, Georgia. We offer a variety of services between audio, social media, graphic design, video, website design and photography. So if you or your business are in need of any media help, then contact us today at 706-201-3874 or visit us on Instagram at Peach State Media or on our Facebook page, Peach State Studios and Media. And now back to the Sideline Sports Show.
1: Welcome back into the Sideline Sports Show. Uh, for those of you watching the live stream, it is Friday Eve, as I like to call it, just because it gets in my head that tomorrow is Friday. You know, and it's the last time that I got to get up at four thirty in the morning. You know, so but you yeah. know what? I'm going to Bra- it's getting more. So I, I don't have my afternoon job. I'm going straight to Atlanta with the fam. You know, and some friends. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, so. they'll I, actually sure win. Hopefully, yes,
0: they'll yes, actually yes. win.
1: Hey, hey, I'm just saying. You remember? You remember the, fir- the first game I went to? What happened? Twenty to one over the Pirates, and I came this close to catching a Dan Swanson home run in center field. I came this close, and I'm sitting in, in row three and left center. So. I am I'm, I'm I'm in I'm in range, you know, I'm for a little Freddie Freeman flick of the wrist, you know, uh, opposite feel, I'm in that Jorge Soler could put a hole in my hand, you know. Uh, I mean, hey, I'm down for it. it you hey. know, so there, there were good fortunes, but again, it was the Pirates. So
0: also, you made a TikTok with a little bloopers. bit up.
1: Yes, that did happen. There was a TikTok that so. got over two three million views. Yeah, that. I was the cameraman for, and this blooper <laughs> took one of my brother's friends' uh, phones, so he's just reaching there trying to get it back. Got got almost 600,000 likes on TikTok. It, yeah. was, it, it was pretty funny, but it was overall just, man, it was a great night. Brace hit, like, seven home runs that night. So, it ball was just flying all over the place. Yeah. So. Oh. Oh, no.
0: Here, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. here we go. Here oh, we go. No. Tim. Guy. Tim will hit a home run in Means League. <laughs> I <laughs> will get hey, it on video. <laughs> hey,
1: hey, if you get it on video, man, I I, I, I love it. I mean, but to be honest with you, I have not hit a pitch in a, a while. So the only pitch I have actually hit since I stopped playing baseball five years ago was in church league softball. And I, I mean, hey, I did hit ten home runs in like ten games. But I haven't seen an actual fast pitch in a while. So I, I one I got to knock off the rust. But you know, hey, yeah. I I have joined a men's league, so I, I I'm looking forward to that one. Definitely, in this last segment,
0: we I, I, we need to get to the college yeah. football playoffs. Yeah, we do. So, uh, Tim, I, I texted you earlier today, and a lot of you people did. don't know this. I I met. Uh, this well, I is the hardest. <laughs> yeah, this is the hardest thing I ever probably had to do. And you know, wow. I, I will say this because I. I went – like there's like – I can't show you the sheet because the sheet obviously has all the predictions on it. But there's like four or five different like times where I tried to write out my one through four and I just couldn't because I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So I'm going to do this with my heart and just go with my – whatever my heart tells me to do. So there's not a list with predictions. It's just a list of teams who I think will be in the top ten. So – I'll list those teams all for you guys. Uh, Cincinnati, and this is not in any particular order. It's just in okay, order.
1: Okay. I was like, yeah. oh, you come up Cincinnati number one? Yes. All right. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and, and, uh, Cody, <laughs> chill out over there. Okay. Well, Mr. Uh, how hard is it to claim Alabama as the national champion? You guys are replacing so much. And I know Nick Saban, he doesn't rebuild, he reloads. But slow your roll we're we're, we're getting there well, yeah we're, we're getting,
0: getting there. there we're getting there we'll we'll explain there. we'll explain uh but here's here's my like top 10 teams that I feel like could make the list in the top 10 eventually All right. cincinnati clemson north carolina oklahoma iowa state ohio state wisconsin notre dame georgia and alabama are those teams I have in that top 10. Now realize I did not mention USC. I feel like the Pac 12 is just not going to be um, in that top 10. And Hunter, I'm, I'm sorry. Carolina is definitely 100%, unless you're talking about North Carolina. Yeah,
1: I was going to say, I was like, if you're talking about North South Carolina, Carolina <laughs> um, you, homie, you tripping on acid if you think South Carolina yeah. is going to be anywhere near there. Sorry, love you, bro, but you, no. <laughs> and I know there's just no way. Again, Shane Beamer is uh, be interesting to see how he does in his first year. He's always he's already drawing Devo comparisons just because of the the, the type of hire he was. Now, will he be the Devo type coach? We'll probably we'll you know, have to give him four or five years. But yeah, yeah. it'll be interesting to see how they do. Uh, first yeah. six games are very very friendly for
0: him. All right, Tim. First
1: right, teams so, so out. My range, first my
0: first oh okay range yeah go ahead go. Oh, ahead. we're doing
1: okay. I just want to make sure we're doing range. I, yeah I, yeah. Oregon.
0: Okay. Cincinnati.
1: Ohio State, Iowa, Iowa State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, USC, and Oklahoma. Okay. Okay. That that, that that's all the, right. That's my top ten. That not particular order. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of all over the place there, but that's where that's what I got.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead. Your first two teams out, Tim. At Your six. In- Let's start with six and let's go up. And it's coming in at number
1: six for me. I might shock you right away.
0: Oh, that's fine with me. Go ahead.
1: Ohio State. Okay. I've got Ohio State coming. Hey, I picked I would have win the big ten. And I think if that happens, which I think is very possible, so as Bryce Coon said, there is a chance. I I think I like Ohio State. I think I, I like their quarterback. He's got a chance to have a really good year. And his name slipping my head, slipping my tongue at the Who's? moment. But Ohio
0: State, uh, CJ uh, Stroud. I think. Yeah. Strout, thank you. Thank you. That's yeah.
1: it. I, I like him. I think he's got he's got a chance to be a, someone that could definitely replace Justin Fields. But I I, I don't think he's going to be yeah this year. So yeah, I, at number six, I got Ohio State. At my six.
0: I feel like this team will have a great year, but because of the conference that they're in, they will got not get any higher than six, and that's Cincinnati. Uh, I just I, I like them. I like them a lot. They return their quarterback from last year. they They have a really good offense, a really good defense. My problem is that you got UCF who now has Gus Malzahn, on and who knows what they could do with that uh smu was a great team last year navy was a great team last year and they're gonna have to walk through those guys i think they could go undefeated but i think with everybody else's schedule that's in front of them they'll kind of just get bumped down into the first two out uh and they they played really well against georgia last year so that shows how competitive they will be this year so unfortunately because of the conference that they're in i gotta put them at six
1: yeah, I like Cincinnati, I think they're finished top 10, but again, at number 5, I got to go another Big 10 team. I, the team that I said would win the Big 10, Iowa. Oh, okay. I, I got them I got them at number 5. I think if they win the Big 10, I think they're going they're going to leapfrog Ohio State. Again, if they can get past Wisconsin for me, Wisconsin and Northwestern. That division's theirs. Oh, I yeah. really do believe that. That's found. Their that's their division. So I think Iowa's going to have a good year. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I've got the Hawkeyes coming in at number five.
0: Okay. i got to make sure I write these down because I forgot. Okay, Ohio State <laughs> and then uh, Iowa. Yeah, I went Big so, Ten for five and six. So. Okay. So, my five, I'm going to go ahead and put Ohio State. I I put them as my champion in the Big Ten, but I can't explain why just yet. And I'll tell you when I get to my four, and I'll that's, explain why.
1: That's an interesting dynamic because Ohio State would win the Big Ten, yes. and still not get in. So that yes. would mean you would probably they would have probably two losses, right?
0: I, I would say a uh, no, no. I think they'll have one loss in the year. I mean, you look at their schedule. I mean, it right now the way it looks, it looks brutal. It, I mean, it just does. I, I, I don't, I don't know how else to put it. I literally had it pulled up. Um, you got Minnesota game one at Minnesota. Then you got Oregon, but that's at home. Um, uh, you look down the rest. Maryland's at home. Indiana on the road, which will be a fantastic game. Probably the Big Ten. That will probably be the Big Ten game of the week. Penn State at home. Uh, which who knows by then if they'll. Be on track or not? Yeah. Um, Which Penn State you're going to get? Yeah. Which Penns and which Michigan State and which Michigan are you going to get? And that's that's the question. And either way, in that Big Ten championship, if they do win it, it will still be close, and it won't be as convincing. And I'll explain more as I get into my four.
1: Okay. All right. So we're getting into the to the top four now, man. Yes. Yes. All right. You're my number four team, Cody. Get ready to type your anger. I got Alabama at number four. <laughs> I have them making the playoff again because we both had Georgia wins the SEC. Believe that. I believe they go twelve and one. Uh, lone loss being to Clemson in Charlotte, just because mainly it's game one and it's in an area in which Clemson every time they go to Charlotte it seems they just control it. I mean, yeah. uh, all the ACC title games have been played there. Uh, I. I think Clemson is able to win that one, but again, I think Georgia wins the SEC, so just because of that, i got to put them over Alabama, and so I have Alabama coming in at the number four spot. Believe it or not, Tim, I can actually agree with
0: you on something. (laughs) Really? I have Alabama at my four as well, and I'm sorry, Cody, I know it is unbelievable to you, but... Uh, They're replacing
1: I, too much, man. They're replacing yeah. too much.
0: And I, I know, I know Alabama. They can reload and be the same as they were the year before. But here is where I have to stick to my gut. I said Georgia was going to win the SEC. And if Alabama's only losses to Georgia in the SEC championship, they still get in. And that's the thing with me. That's why I had to put Ohio State out. Is because even with the schedule that these two teams have, it's better than Ohio State, hands down. And if Alabama's only loss is to a close loss in the SEC title game, then they still got to make it in. That's the only reason I have them at my four is because I believe that they lose in the SEC championship game. That's the only reason I have them at four. Only reason. Uh, Nick
1: Saban supposedly is going to
0: prove us wrong, Tim.
1: Bring it on, Angry Nick! Uh, come on, bring it on. I, I mean, I mean, he probably will. I mean, they that, probably will. I mean, we we'll say that he'll go what 13, 14, and zero. And yeah, you just something like that. Dust us and prove it wrong. But you know, hey, we give our honest opinion here. So, yeah, but, right. So, for, so for me, coming in at number three, you know, I was high on him last year, Ben. I don't know if you remember or not. Yeah, I I, I, I already
0: know. Freshman, I feel like I know.
1: As, I feel like I know. As a freshman, I, I like, I love this kid. I thought he was going to be he great. Um, I got Oklahoma because I okay. love Spencer Rattler. Bryce Kuhn talked about him on our interview. If you if you missed that, go back and watch the live re, the replay on on Facebook, YouTube, or you can check out the podcast. We'll be posting that here in a couple of days. But um, again, he talked about how Oklahoma's defense is going to be so much more improved, and honestly, that's what they need because he. Uh, he being Lincoln Riley is the QB whisper every everybody he, that goes there turns to gold. even for Jalen Hurts I mean he was decent QB at Alabama but couldn't really throw he goes to Oklahoma I mean the dude was putting up what 300 400 yards I mean I know I'm, some of that was big 12 defenses but those guys were, were starting to show signs of improving and I don't know any any quarterback that he touches usually goes into the league. And again, Spencer Rattler is the kind of talent that that he may be better than all three of the guys they put in: and Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and uh, just said his name, Jalen Hurts. It, all three, all three of those guys, I think he's got more talent than, and I think he, he could be really, really good. But so I'm, I'm very high on Oklahoma. Again, I think they'll lose one game that they shouldn't lose. It might be Kansas State, just because it's been Kansas State for the last several years feels like, but I I think that they go 12 and one. I think they'll still be in the playoffs.
0: Yeah. At my three, I got Georgia. The only reason I have them at three, their one loss comes to Clemson early in the year. And it may be because of injury, but you know, I think they'll have a strong season. I think they'll be forced to win uh, the SEC championship if they want to make it into the college football playoff. So that's why I got them at my three.
1: Fair enough. And can, can we address this real quick? Go ahead and pop that up on the screen. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There you go.
1: Uh, yes, I know they lost two to three games last year, Cody. Okay, let me tell you. Another year in the system, you, you do not really think that um, Spencer Radler and all that company is going to be better. And I'm sure – I don't know if you heard our interview with Bryce Kuhn. Their defense is actually going to be decent this yeah. year, man. Oklahoma is definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with. Again, they don't have as hard a schedule as, say, Alabama or anybody in the SEC for that matter, but I like Oklahoma. I like their talent, and I think that that Spencer Rattler has a legitimate chance at the Heisman this year. I really do. So, again, you're going to talk about last year, but did you see how they played at the end of the year? I mean, again, they won the Big 12 against a very talented Iowa State team, and they they dominated Florida, but no one really counts that just because nobody was really playing for Florida. Yeah. But again, they, they played outstanding towards the end of the year. I think all that's gonna do is carry it over to this upcoming year. So I really do like Oklahoma and I, I love Spencer Adler and I love Lincoln Riley for this. And again, defense is gonna be better. That's all that's all I need to hear for for Bryce Kunda. That the defense is going to be much improved from this year because that's all they've been needing. So that's why I like Oklahoma. So anyway, all right, I just want to get that out there. Who's your two? At number two, I got Georgia. Okay. Number two, I got Georgia. Again, I have them going 12 and 1. Again, lone loss to Clemson, just because of the time of the year and where that game's being played. But and I think they, they were on the table the rest of the year. I really like JT Daniels. Again, it, it was interesting at times because JT Daniels and in, in, in Georgia offense, it they, they struggled to be in the year because they didn't have JT Daniels. For some reason, Kirby Smart, I don't know if it was a loyalty issue. No one really knows. But the you they obviously don't have that. But um it's just to see how they start. But I, I do like Georgia, and I think that they're going to shake off the rust. I think that Clemson-Georgia game is going to be an absolute nail-biter. and I think that could go either way. But I, I just think the way I see it, that as they lose that game, because it's early on, then they run the table the rest of the way. And I think they're going to play Alabama in an extremely tight game. So right. I got Georgia going 12-1 and in the year, winning the SEC, coming in at my number two. And, again, people are going to say, obviously, who I think my number one team is, is. – well, I, I, let's save I, it I because they I, we, 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 I think pretty sure I'm 100% sure we got the minute.
0: same one. I'm pretty sure we 100% we got the same one. All right, my two is Oklahoma. I see them winning the Big 12, um, even though they may not have as a competitive schedule as a lot of other people. I think their biggest challenge will be the Cyclones. That will obviously mm-hmm. be the biggest challenge for them, and that will be twice in one year one for the regular season and one for the big 12 title game. So I got them at my two and let's go ahead, Tim. Just uh, obviously we can say the one together because obviously it's the same one. All right. One, two, three, Clemson. Coastal
1: Carolina. (laughs) Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. It's
0: it's, it's Clemson. It's
1: Clemson. Yeah. I, I got Clemson at the one, just because I think if they get past Georgia, obviously the rest of their schedule, they won't really be challenged again. The, they always have that one game where they kind of slip up. I, it'd be interesting to see. I think that game could be Wake Forest this year. I, th- I yeah. like what they're doing. It could be NC State. No one really knows. And Then again, it could be a bottom dweller like you know Syracuse. Like you know, they seem to struggle against them last year. Virginia took them a while to get going, and then their obvious game that they uh, had to sweat out against Boston College at home. And yeah, Boston College. I like their quarterback in Jarkovich. So th- th- getting better in Atlantic. And so so th- they're teams that could definitely provide a challenge. But – and, again, I'm being called biased. Uh, I, I told you it was going to happen. I told you it was going to happen. But, it, it, again, I, I, I agree with you, Cody. I don't think that – they're not going to be challenged after Georgia until they get to AC tile game, which they'll most likely play uh, Sam Howell and North Carolina. But, again, I, I like Clemson and Hunter. I'm, I'm taking a nap on the Gamecocks, okay? I'm just – I'm being – I'm, I'm sleeping. I'm taking my coil I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I like Clemson. I, I, again, you're going to find out I'm not as biased as you might think. But I really yeah. do like DJ. Uh, Will Shipley and Linjay Dixon in the backfield, that's what it looks like right now for for, for the Tigers. And then we get Justin Ross back. I mean, that, that's huge right there. Even if he's about 90% of what he was the last couple of years before he got hurt, that's going to be a big boost for that wide receiving core. And it's going to be huge, especially for DJ Uyungale. So I'm looking forward to this season for the tigers if they can get by week one against georgia which i i think they can but it's again that that's a toss-up game in charlotte so uh again it, it should be fun it should be interesting again that my number one team is clemson just for a simple fact of the way things may fall and i don't think that that's a make clemson would be the best team but i'm saying clemson would have the best path if they get past week one and that's what i believe will happen
0: yeah and uh, so i picked clemson just because obviously Great team, great leadership. Uh, I, I really just think it's going to be a big year for DJ Uyungle. Um, So let, let's go. Uh, let's break this down a little bit further. Who do you have winning the semis? So obviously for you, you got Clemson, Alabama. Let's start with that one because for me, that's that's what it's like for me as well.
1: But say I got Cody going with. Um having them number four. So, of course, I'm going to get him even more riled up, and I'm going to go Clemson. Of course. Of course I'm going to go Clemson, man. Again, for me, at this point, on August 26th, okay, I'm looking at it like this. Mark it down, DJ, Cody. Mark it down. DJ Ewing DJ, DJ at least has shown what he can do. There's a lot of hype with Bryce Young right now. Obviously, he's, he's signing deals for seven you know, figures. Um, there, there's a lot of things right now that you're kind of question marked. You know, it's Nick Saban, and he's going to work them out. He's going to work them out, and he's going to have them, especially by the time uh, December rolls around. So I I think that this could go uh, Alabama's way, but I I like Clemson. And uh, as of right now, the way things line up, again, injuries and stuff may uh, change that. But you're just so much questions with Alabama right now. I don't I, – I, I just – I can't go with Alabama right now. There's yeah. just too many question marks for
0: me. This is our preseason predictions, people, okay? This is not like we can see the future, okay? Yeah, we'll, is, we'll find out in yeah, four months, okay? we'll find you know? out. You can tell us how wrong we are at the end of this thing, okay? This is why we predict things. We're not saying they're going to be 100% right, okay? But I have to agree with Tim. I got Clemson. And I, I really struggled with this one because there's going to be two great young quarterbacks going at it with two great offenses. And I, I just I, – in, in my gut, in my gut, I, I got Clemson. And I, I hate to do it. I hate to stir the pot, Cody. I, I really do. But I, I just – I don't uh, – for me right now, you got so much you have to replace on Alabama. And I, I know that's the same way with Clemson. But in my mind, the more I've heard more about Will Shipley than I have heard about any Alabama running, cor- uh, running back in the whole entire offseason. Yeah. And I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm sorry we infuriated you. But listen, I just, <sighs> I, I don't know. I, I just, I, I really truly believe it's going to be Clemson. Over Alabama, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what
1: this means, right? So Nick oh. Saban's definitely watching right now, going, <laughs> "I'm gonna show those guys." But you know what happens when, when no. we agree on something like this, right? It's it, gonna it's be wrong. Alabama. It's gonna be Alabama. <laughs> Alabama's gonna be the one seed for crying out loud. Clemson's gonna get left out of the playoff. And you know, I mean, hey, so I mean, yeah, we both agree on something. Taking us also so in the fact of when we usually both agree on something of like this, like oh, and up in the air, we're both we're not wrong done.
0: Usually. We're not even done yet. So <laughs> that's the best part. So, all right, now we got to go to Oklahoma, Georgia. Yeah,
1: we we had the same matchups there. It's just, yeah, I it's crazy. But... It's
0: crazy. Now, granted, and people probably won't believe this. We did not talk about this at all before the show no, we because we did not want to exchange in effect how we laid this out. So it's. A coincidence how this both worked out, all right. Who do you got, Oklahoma or Georgia?
1: I got Georgia. I, I okay, I'm set, I'm setting up the rematch, man. Give me the rematch, give me the Clemson, Georgia rematch. Uh, it, I like Georgia, man. I like H. E. Daniels. I think that was what they've been missing. I think they've been missing quarterback again. I week one, it, uh, against that Clemson. F- front four I think he's going to have trouble but I think he's going to you know he's not going to experience anything like that really and truly because I mean until Florida until you get into your SEC championship game um so he's not I think he's going to he's going to have time to progress because really truly for an SEC team Georgia doesn't have as difficult as a schedule as people might think oh they're an SEC it's Georgia they have a tough schedule but as SEC goes the schedule really isn't that bad it's really not so when I mean You draw teams. I mean, mean, just look at SEC East. I mean, even Florida, their toughest challenger is replacing so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Kyle Kyle Pitts going to the Falcons. uh, Kyle Trash going going to Tampa. I mean, the uh, I don't know. Again, I don't think that the the guy, the guy, the uh, shoe throwers came back. I think he went moved on. If he's back, I mean, hey, but you know, again, Florida's replacing so much, and nobody else in that SEC East is going to really challenge them. Yeah, so. I, I think that they'll red ship, and they'll get things going, and the, they'll get the running game going, and I think Georgia will knock off Oklahoma. Again, yeah. I really like Radler. I think he's gonna, they're going to have a great season. I think he's got a real chance to win the Heisman. But I, I I think it ends here with Georgia knocking off Oklahoma.
0: See, this is where the tides turn. It is where I got Oklahoma. And I, here's, here's why. When I looked yeah. at this in detail – I said, okay. Who has the better offense? I think it's it's pretty close. It is very very close, and so I was like, okay, who has the better defense? Oklahoma has a lot of guys returning. Bryce said it earlier, and I I I truly believe that Oklahoma will knock off Georgia, and I, and it may be uh, it have. may be the Georgia sports curse that eliminates Georgia. In the first, and a lot of people are going to be mad that I make this pick because I know I live in between the hedges of Georgia and the Tigers of Death Valley, and so it it's going to be tough. But I, I got Oklahoma playing Clemson in the national championship. So Tim, interesting,
1: interesting. Yeah. I want I want you to go first just because okay. I, want, I want to see what you got between because I know you got Clemson, Oklahoma.
0: Yes, do you got here. For me, I looked, and I, I, this uh, this was probably the hardest one out of all of them. Where this I, was the I one sat, had you toss in, yeah. In, right? Where I was like, yeah. It, it, first off, it struggled for me to put Alabama in over Ohio State, and I was like, well, then again, uh, Alabama will have a better schedule. So
1: you're just trying to get Cody
0: typing. I'm it. just you're saying, just I, you're just trying. I, I'm I'm telling you, I had I made like five different mock-ups of the Final Four. So like in I I didn't go with any of them, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with my gut. Okay, I like this quarterback. I like what he's gonna do this year, and I I love their defense. I gotta go with it. I gotta go Clemson, and a lot of people will say that's probably wrong at the end of the year, but I love what DJ can do with this offense and make it more of a he he's a runner. I mean, but the, the dude will truck over some guys. And I think that's something that Trevor Lawrence didn't have. He, I'm sorry, Cody. I'm sorry. But um and he, he said, Oh my dude. picks are wrong. He said all my picks are wrong. It's okay. It's okay. Um, this is why we're analysts. We do, uh, we, we go with our gut, okay? Yeah, in and my you stay gut, in
1: your, your little B- Bama fan fanhood over there, okay? <laughs> you stay over there, you know, your Bama side, <laughs> which I mean, he's probably not wrong, but but uh, 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 about Alabama, about Alabama, he's probably not wrong about Alabama, but, but we, we, yeah, hey, it, we, like we picks, you know, hey, I like DJ, yeah,
0: I like DJ. And a lot of people are not going to be as high on him as I will be this year. I I see him as maybe a finalist, but not a Heisman winner. But I think he'll carry his team to a national championship this year with Davos winning. Give me the Tigers of Clemson in the national championship. Winning it all.
1: No, I don't do all that. I'm not not doing all that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I love DJ. I love that the defensive line. Miles Murphy is going to have a heck of a year. Uh. Uh, again, uh, Brian Brisey, the highly talented crew, that defensive line, you get, like uh, Coon said earlier, is going to be nasty. Those guys are going to be great. I, I do have questions about Clemson secondary, as we all saw, in that game against Ohio State got lit up. I mean, it was it was bad. So I have questions yeah. about that. And again, all those guys are returning. That could be good, and they gain another year experience. Or That could be really bad because, you know, they're going to cover the exact same way. So ho- hopefully they've kind of righted the ship on that. And you would think I'd pick Clemson, right? Right. Oh, no. no, you're – oh, my God, Tim. (laughs) Man, I'm going to surprise you. It's been great
0: having you on the show.
1: I got to go. Uh,
2: Go ahead. Just do it. I'm going
1: with Georgia, man. I I think they win the rematch. I think Clemson wins the game in Charlotte, but Georgia ends their national championship streak. Bryce Coon, that was for you, my man. You know? I love Clemson, but you know, I, again, I told you, I'm not going to surprise you. I'm not going to be homerish. I picked it. I picked it a couple years ago when LSU, Oklahoma, and Clemson, Ohio State played. I said Clemson was going to beat Ohio State, which they did. And then I said LSU was going to beat Oklahoma. I said it'd be closer. It wasn't, but I, I said I got to be realistic. Oh. LSU is going to beat Clemson. It's going to happen. And sure enough, it happened. I think the same thing here, man. I think the same thing's gonna happen. I think they these two are gonna meet. I don't I can't even remember where the national championship game is, but I think it's I, in, I, uh, I can prove it to you. I wrote it down. Indianapolis. Before I don't know if you can see that, but I wrote Georgia down right here as the national champion before the show. Wow. I do believe it. I believe it. I think JT Daniels is the real deal. I think that defense that defense is going to be great. And I really do like Georgia to, to after that loss to Clemson to write the ship all the way through to go 14 and one and win the Natty. So, give me the wow. Bulldogs their first national championship and the time span in which Clemson's won three, just saying. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and Georgia's going to win their first national championship since 1980. i call it wow. right now. Georgia's going to win. And to all your people listening in Georgia, I'm sorry, but not really.
0: Well, you just made my whole family happy, Tim. I get to go home oh, and have really? a conversation. Yeah, you made you, you made our dinner conversation fun now of how you just uh, picked hey. Georgia to win a national championship. All right.
1: Hey, I and I'm a Clemson fan. I, I have them beating Clemson yeah. in the national title game, so, I, so I, I, I'm not biased. It's
0: not biased. It's not biased.
1: And no, uh, I'm not trying to calm you down, Cody. Get over yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, as he said, he's just trying to – he actually chose Clemson to win.
1: I, I don't yeah, know. I in actually it, circled, in his I swear, I circled Georgia right there. That was my national champion right there. I did that okay. for the show. Okay. Oh, the, the okay. brightness is getting out yes. of yes. um, hand. <laughs> but I – Oh god. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, and look. that's where and we end Alabama the show. may win it all. They may win it all. But Cody, where is the fun in that? Where is the fun in saying yeah, was just going to win again? Yeah. yeah. No. What, why even try? You got to be bold. You got to be bold. Hey, you got to be bold. You know. And what's bolder than the Clemson guy picking Georgia to beat Clemson in the national title game? And in the rematch? Georgia
0: Tech. And the Georgia Tech guy picking Clemson to win the national championship. Okay. There, there's a grudge I he- held. I, uh, Tim, I'm just going to be honest. I I just can't see it. I just can't. Three to
1: 7. What? Oh, sorry. What? Uh, Oh, okay. Well, that's going (laughs) to end
0: our show today, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) You can follow us on Facebook, Uh, (laughs) the Sideline Sports Show or at Sideline Sports Show. Uh, Follow us on Instagram mm -hmm. right there, at Sideline Sports Show. Follow our YouTube page, which is right there, Sideline Sports Show. And then now on Twitter, that's how we got our great friend Bryce Coon to join the show was on Twitter. So make sure to follow us right there on Twitter as well, Sideline SP Show. Tim, this has been a whirlwind show, probably the longest show we've had in a very, very yeah. long time.
1: We had a lot of interaction. So shout out to Cody, it Hunter, was and it. Bryce for, for getting on, on the message, man. Again, you see our message, man. That that could be you guys, man. Feel free if you're on the podcast yeah, we go live every thursday night you know, provide content for you guys if you feel like you know what i have something to say here i want to jump in and say to him you can you can jump on the live stream whether it's facebook youtube or, or twitter feel free to jump in i mean cody spouted his nonsense today so i mean say it, so, you can too sound off man we'll, well as long as it's respectable and family somewhat family appropriate we'll show <laughs> it up on the screen yeah it's yeah, got to be family appropriate <laughs> And we'll hey. show just how much of uh, smart, how genius you are, or in Cody's case, his roll tied uh, you know, little, you know, brain. So, <laughs> his roll tide little brain. You know, oh, Cody, man. I love you, Cody. I do love yes. you, Cody. Yes. I do love you, Cody. Hey, but, but but you know what? On college football, it is nothing but war. There's no yes. love in it. It's just yes. war
0: now or if you just podcast land if you just want to come on here and comment that tim is literally wrong for picking georgia because they haven't won a national championship since 1980 that's perfectly fine
1: bring it on bring it on on. on. we ask you you bring the smoke i'll bring it right back and yes, hunter that is actually a very good possibility that gamecocks could go in for
0: yes so but that's the end of today's show tim as always, oh, hey. it's been absolutely fun today. A Whirlwind yeah, that, 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 show today. That, that Unbelievable. Hour and
1: 17 minutes just kind of went. Whew, right by yeah, out the door.
0: Out the door. So, Tim, oh, for everybody, have a great week. We will see you right That's back good. here next Thursday as we. We'll do our first ever pick'em segment, picking our college football games
1: of it's the week. It's here! It's here! It's finally here! Oh, so we any get to word pick, on a guest picker? Do we have one yet? I, I, I haven't asked yet, so I don't know.
0: They may be from Clemson.
1: Okay. Ooh. Hey, my people, right? Even maybe went, from even Clemson. Even though I went to North Greenville, even though I went to North Greenville, it's still my people. But it's
0: not confirmed, so don't get our hopes up. But we see. We'll see. We we will maybe. see. Maybe, maybe. We'll what, see.
1: what he or she maybe you know when you say their names you think of a duck
0: Wow Tim is just giving away like the best hints on I'm
1: just saying yes that's that's what they pay me for
0: that's right that's right <laughs> Tim we'll see you next week y'all have a great Amen. week and we will be back with episode nine next Thursday night. As we will break down our I, first college. I really pick-ems. hope
1: he don't see
2: this. I really hope he don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all have a great week. Later.